The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? Welcome to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello, and welcome to Why We Are Here. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington. You have now entered into that comfortable atmosphere where luminaries from around the world join us to share their contributions, findings, and opinions. My guest today, T.C. Tompkins, is a behind-the-scenes music marketing expert who has lit the fire under many greats in the music industry. Because of his tenacity and skills, he can quietly claim responsibility for an intricate part of many artists' success and notoriety. His career expands with over 40 years of experience in the music industry as an entertainment consultant and marketing specialist. Tompkins Marketing, one of the nation's leading media companies, is a full-service promotional and marketing company offering world-class entertainment services. In earlier years, TC held the position of vice president of CBS Records, now known as Sony Music, where under his leadership... Epic and Associated Labels became the number one urban label in the world. Many well-known artists that TC has closely worked with are Chardet, Luther Vandross, Public Enemy, Brandy, and the great king of pop, Michael Jackson, just to name a few. Today we celebrate him and his contributions. Hello, TC. Welcome to Why We Are Here. Hello, Sarah. What an introduction. <laughs> Well, it's, it's all about you. You're a diverse businessman, and you've spent many years uh, in the music industry, um, which has led you to owning your company. We talked, I talked earlier about saying Tompkins Marketing. What attracts you to the world of music? Well, Sharon, I've always just had a passion for it and a love for it, and I think that is the secret to my longevity because uh, I never entered into this business for the uh, bling or the money or anything of that nature. It's just that I had such a passion for the industry and for the music and for the art uh, that I've just been fortunate enough to work with some of the most, you know, profound artists in the in the world. So I've just been truly blessed. That's beautiful. I, I mentioned in the intro that you've played a key role uh, in the development of many artists, and there's a few more I'd like to mention: Angie Stone, Arrested Development, uh, Jaheem. Alicia Keys, uh, Public Enemy, Eric Benet, Flow Rider. Now, they're so diverse in genre and personality. Is there a formula that you have for working with artists, say, such as uh, Alicia Keys? Well, you know, I was a part, a part, a small part of Alicia's uh, initial development. I don't really think that I had anything to do 
with an artist unless I'm one of the people that work on the initial release. Uh, Alicia Keys was one of the ones that I worked with with Ruben Rodriguez, uh, which was uh, one of the persons that was uh, handling that. One of the people that was more closely involved with was Michael Jackson. Uh, and with his with his last two or three albums that he did with his brothers, plus the two albums that he did uh, as an as a solo artist, Off the Wall and Thriller. Okay, beautiful. I, I want to ask. We'll go a little bit more in depth with what it was like working with Michael Jackson, but let's hear a little bit of the hit song Thriller. fantastic so what was it like working with the great michael jackson well it was it was a lifetime once in a lifetime experience you know michael was a true genius in my in my uh summation of his talent uh a one of a kind that we'll never see again i met him when they did the victory tour they had just signed with uh with Epic at that time, and did his first project that they did together, second project I believe that they had done with Epic uh, as as the uh, as a group, because it was the Jacksons then, it wasn't the Jackson Fives anymore. Jermaine had stayed with Motown, and I met them in Kansas City on the first leg of the Victory Tour, and I met Michael and his father and all his brothers at that time. That was my first time meeting him and working with him, but spent a ton of time with him after that, worked with him on about five projects. Now, there's so many stories about Joe Jackson, and I want to hear something positive about Joe. I met Joe Jackson before in Las Vegas, but is there anything you can uh, share in regards to Joe Jackson? Joe, Joe is a true entity to himself. Uh, I can't imagine what he had to go through uh, to come from where he's, his beginnings to where his family and him ended up. Uh, he, his style may not have fit with a lot of people's uh, expectations of what a father should be, uh, of what a husband or whatever he should be. But, I mean, I, I like Joe. Had a lot of good times with Joe. Uh, he, Him and Michael were a little bit distant at times. But um, I could just say he was the character. That's, that would be the best summation of Joe Jackson is that yeah. he was a yeah. true character. Yeah, he's still a character, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so how different, you know, is the music industry today, let's say, compared to the days when you were with uh, Stax Records and working with oh, Isaac my. Hayes and staple singers and people like that, like the Jacksons? Yeah, it's, a, it's a different animal, uh, entirely different animal. I was around 
when we went from wax to CDs. And then, now, well, first we went from uh, wax to cassettes, and then from cassettes to CDs, and then to CDs to digital, to true digital. Uh, I was uh, basically back in the analog business when I first began. And the music industry back in those days was more of a person-on-person industry. You know, it's more, uh, it's more technology now. Yeah, and you mentioned wax, meaning records, and and uh, they're bringing back uh, record players and 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 music. I'm not sure if it's analog that they're bringing back as well because they. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, it is analog because of the sound. Analog, the sound on analog is just much better than digital. Digital is compressed. Uh, you just get a better quality music uh, and a fuller sound from uh, analog and wax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still have my 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 record collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my daughter still carries around a lot of her hip hop stuff from back when we lived in New York. Oh, that's fantastic! You, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned your daughter, and you seem as if life has just really been good to you, and you you've enjoyed yourself. What's the key to your success that you can share? Well, the one thing is try to, my one philosophy has always been, and I've always, I guess I've just been a blessed person, uh, because I remember I told you when we were speaking before, when I first decided that I wanted to be in the music business, I was in a foxhole in Vietnam. So uh, I think if you just set that man's eye on it and do something that you're passionate about, you can't help but be successful. And that's been my secret. Yes, it's beautiful. And when you shared that with me, we both agreed that your wife, your lovely wife, is... Absolutely. Oh, yeah, please let me mention her. (laughs) Yeah, the main reason. I mean, kind of tell that story real quick. Well, I was in Vietnam, uh, and I had a friend of mine that was from Mississippi, and he had a girlfriend or a friend of his that was a teacher in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and he asked us... he said, we, you guys need to, we need to know each other. You need to start writing each other. And we started writing each other. We, we were pen pals, and, and we ended up getting married. Yeah, and she led you to the industry, yes? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, she did. She had the first job in the industry. She was the tape librarian for Stax Records. That was back when they had the big analog tapes, when they had the big wide tapes, and they used to keep them in a... Uh, refrigerated area or a cool area where they had to be kept at a precise temperature. And she was the tape librarian for Stax Records. She got me my first job in the industry because I was dying to get in the music industry, and I started to work in for Stax Records. Now, we know that um, there's been a tremendous change in music. Where do you think that the music industry is headed? Well, I hope it's headed to better lyrics and better writing. Uh, that is one of the main things I think that has really our uh, has really suffered in the industry. We still have some, you know, some great artists that are coming along, few and far between, that are good writers uh, and have uh, that are saying something in their music and bringing some type of uh, uh, knowledge to their audience. Uh, we have still have a few audience uh, artists of that type, but I really think it's it's uh, it's in the it's in the music. The music has suffered. I hope that we have a rebirth in lyrics and uh, and strong songwriting. 
Who's an artist that you just kind of like to get your hands on and represent and why? Mm. That's a good question. Right now? Right now. <laughs> uh, mm. Well, John Legend, I like John Legend. I've just worked with an artist named George Candy, which is in the vein of John Legend. Uh, he had a record called March that went top three in the country uh, with my help. Uh, that uh, He was an indie artist. He just signed with Universal. He's a good lyricist and uh, has depth in his music. I it really enjoyed working with him. Um, I enjoy working with any artist uh, that is innovative and that uh, has something to bring to the table, you know. And and it's a challenge. Yeah. You know? I love new. I love new material, new artists, new sounds. Okay, speaking of new sounds. Uh, there's a show on television called Love and Hip Hop, and they have a franchise. Have you seen the show? Do you watch it? Yeah, I've seen the show. My daughter's a big, a big watcher. <laughs> so yeah. what do you think of the show? Because it seems as if they do the show in order to um, receive some type of notoriety. It's almost like they've taken their career into their own hands. Uh, yeah. what do you th- well, if, if, uh, if, if, uh, it has helped some artists. It's mostly soap opera that is staged stage soap opera, uh, you know, with uh, with music uh, being played and um, developed on the show. I know uh, Kay Michelle has done real well from being on it and, uh, and Game and, two, and three or four other artists. Uh, I'm not a real big reality show uh, fan, you know. Yeah. But those show have those shows the you know the uh, Housewives franchises and the love of hip hop in Atlanta and in New York and those all of those shows seem to be doing well and they have their demographics of the young you know young female and male audience. Yeah. Now you're one of the greatest uh, independent marketing and promotional men in the industry, and you have a long notable career working with some of the most recognizable artists in the business. Why do you think? Uh, that is well hopefully it has been because I recognize talent and I'm really willing to take a risk when I believe in an artist Um, you know I mean from uh, from from people like Teddy Riley um, that I was where I've worked with Teddy since he was like 14 or 15 years old matter of fact I signed Teddy to Sony uh, under a group called Kids at Work and after I left Sony, they dropped him. And naturally, mm. Jive and M- and Motown and all of them picked him up and came one of the biggest producers in the country uh, back in the late 80s. Mm. Before we take a break, I want to ask, who are some of your greatest influences? Well, I like Clarence Avon, Quincy Jones, um, you know, those, those are two people in the industry that I admire. Okay, and any particular reason? Well, I've I've spent time with both of them. They have a real rich history in the industry. I've also, you know, I've met Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff. I I respect them. Uh, You know, I have spent a lot of time with a lot of great uh, men in the industry, and it's it's served me well that I've listened to work with Dave Clark, one of the first promotion people, one of the first black promotion people in the country. And uh, Jack Gibson, one of the first black radio uh, people. Uh, E. Rodney Jones, you know, I mean, I've had a 
a great deal of real serious characters in my life. Trailblazers. Yeah, that's wonderful that you could mention some of these individuals. Now, we're going to take a break for commercial, but we'll be right back with innovative music mogul T.C. Tompkins. And if you'd like to reach us at Voice America's Why We're Here to let us know what's on your heart and mind, then kindly email us at Sharon at info. So let's go to break, and we'll go out with a bit of thriller from the great king of pop, Michael Jackson. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If I tell you how I feel Will you keep bringing out the best in me? You give me, you give me the sweetest taboo You give me, you give me the sweetest taboo And we are back with my guest, T.C. Tompkins. That was the artist Charday and one of my favorite songs, Sweetest Taboo. What was it like working with her? Charday was is one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, and it was a treat, a real treat working with her. And it was a challenge because when we first uh, started working with her, there was no music of her type being played on radio. Matter of fact, she came out right in the middle of the disco era. Uh, so she was uh, an artist that got, got passed around domestically for some times. And uh, 
we used to have these meetings, uh, these weekly, uh, bi-weekly staff meetings with all the vice presidents, and Charday's cassette was passed around for months because nobody could really figure out what to do with her, how to approach marketing her in the U.S. since she was huge in Europe. So uh, I volunteered to take on that uh, take on that challenge. And so you volunteered, and and that's amazing because the, the they couldn't see they couldn't see what we now know about this. Artist. Now, yeah, you know what is twenty twenty now? Uh, now nobody could hear it. I mean, they she was huge. She, I think she had sold three or four millions in Europe. But they just could, you know, Americans, America's radio and America's music is basically formatted. Uh, and they don't have formats like this in Europe. So, you know, it's just good music. And uh, the BBC plays everything. So uh, they didn't have anywhere that they felt that her music would fit. And she was such a an artist with her own self-worth. She had, she knew her own self-worth and knew she was an individual. So she would only accept being uh, handled a certain way. Yeah. I mean, you can see that in her energy. There's something that she, I guess you're saying she wouldn't allow to be taken away from her. So they ate crow. Uh, Tell me what happened in, in that situation. I guess they had flown a couple of people to Europe to meet with her, which we had to do before she would allow us to release the record in uh, in the U.S. And uh, she had turned down everybody that had gone there. The vice president of pop promotions had just come back, and they were basically just asking, what are we going to do with her? She was basically being a pain in the ass, to excuse my <laughs> French. <laughs> and I held my hand up. You know, I was dying to work with her. And I said, man, just give me a shot. I would love to work with her. Uh, so I said, well, TC, if you think you can do it, should go over to Europe and see what, you know. So I flew over to Europe, met with her, spent a, about two to three weeks over in Europe with her, went on tour with her while she was there in Europe. We got to be real close. Uh, I sold her on my marketing idea on what I was going to be doing and how I wanted to handle her approach to her project release, Diamond Life, in the U.S. She didn't agree with me, but I was so arrogant about it and I was so sure that I could make it work I think she kind of took it on just to prove me wrong you know so Mm. she said okay fine fine. if you think that can work work I came back to uh, the U.S. told them that she had accepted my marketing plan Uh, they gave me a a great budget to work with and uh, record ended up being huge and the story that I was telling you uh I worked with her, stayed on the road with her. Matter of fact, just concentrated on nothing but her for almost two to three months. Uh, took her around, had big press parties in New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Los Angeles. You know, people like Kevin Klein was coming to the party. And we had we rolled out the red carpets for her. Broke the record. First release was Hang On To Your Love, which she did not want to be released because she did not like the record. But we went top ten with that and crossed over to uh, uh, Smooth Operator, which was the next release. And like I told you, uh, we had gotten to be real close. So we had a big conference in uh, Hawaii that year. They had the international conference for CBS National and international, domestic and international. 
and they were going to make a presentation at the award banquet that evening at the end of the conference to present Charday with a gold record. I think it had just gone gold. So Charday and I were in my suite <laughs> earlier that day, and I told her, I said, you know, I would be willing to bet you money that when they make this presentation to you, they're not going to mention my name or they're not going to call me up to uh, to the dais to introduce me. She said, oh, it's just no way that w- that would happen. It's just no way. I said, just, I said, mark my words. So sure enough, that evening, when the uh, president of Epic Records made the presentation to uh, Charday, he called up the president of Pop Promotions and everybody and didn't call <laughs> didn't call me up. So she they they called Charday up, and Charday's uh, statement was, uh, you know, nobody should be treated like a nigger. Mm. And uh, when I came to the U.S., T.C. Tompkins worked me like a nigger. Mm-hmm. So, T.C. Tompkins, would you come up here to the dais? And, I mean, the the whole place, you could you could hear a pin drop. So, I, I told her when she said that, I said, well, you know, you just got to be fired. But, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was true. Well, what, yeah. she, what she meant was tongue-in-cheek, I guess, because, number one, they did not acknowledge you. The company itself that you worked for gave credit to... Uh, someone, someone other else. than a person of color, other than yeah, you, right? Yeah, matter. Of, yeah, matter of fact, I, like I was telling you, I was coming back from I think New York, going back to New York or something, and I was on a flight, uh, flying into New York, and I'm reading Time magazine, and there's a big article in Time magazine about Epic Records and their coup with Breaking Charday. That this mm. girl, this artist, had come from nowhere. She. Uh, you know that it was such it was a genius marketing plan that had made her such a huge act and they had the vice president of marketing picture my counterpart picture in the in the uh, in the in the magazine and he was one of the people that wasn't interested ca- caucasian right he was one of the people yeah caucasian yeah vice yeah. president of marketing he's a friend of mine uh, i mean everything but uh, no notoriety to uh, to my department uh, what we had done. Really, nobody had anything to do with her being such a big act except my department. But, you know, now everybody wants to take a bow. So when she said but, this, uh, she was basically saying that you worked her very hard, but at the same time you didn't treat her a, a certain way, and she was recognizing how that, you had yeah, been treated that, as well. Yeah. That I was being treated like a nigger, in other words. Yeah. 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 She was, I mean, she's a very she's a very uh, determined person. knows her knows her own mind. Always had a strong opinion. I mean, didn't get along with a lot of people at the label, but you don't when you when you know what you want. Right. And she's yeah. Nigerian, and um, she has a Caucasian mother, right? Correct. Yeah. Her yeah. father's Nigerian, and uh, her mother's English. Yeah. Well, well, that's a bit of her story, I'd like to say, instead of history. <laughs> that um, I would think that now, let's move forward, that you'd be hired out, say, as a consultant uh, by a P. Diddy or Kanye West or Jay-Z. Um, do you ever get calls from any of these producers? Very, very seldom, very seldom. Uh, major labels really kind of stay away from people that really know too much. Uh, uh, been around the been around the block, 
a few times, you know. And I work with a ton of very talented independent artists. Very seldom I get a call from a major label um, because they have their own people that they deal with, you know. And I understand. You know, I mean, this industry is like any other industry. It's a click. You know, it's my friends, how my friends, and that kind of thing. Uh, but I've always managed to be involved and find an unrecognized talent almost every year that I've been in this industry. You know, I just, like I told you, just got, be, uh, got through being involved with this kid, uh, George Tandy. I got another record coming out on a kid in a couple of months that's going to surprise people. And uh, just did a record the year before on an artist named J-Dash that had a record called WAP, which was one of the biggest dance records in the country, sold over a million copies. And I did uh, Domino. I mean, I've always just managed to have my ear to the ground, I guess is the best terminology to put it to. Yeah, well, that sounds right. Kind of like the heartbeat of the earth, so you know what's going on on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say a couple of names. We're going to do word association, and I'm going to say some names of artists that you've worked with um, or even artists that you're familiar with, and I just want one word um, when I say them that comes to mind. Can we do that this? That may get me in trouble, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with, she's been in the news lately, Angie Stone. Let's say Angie Stone first. Not too much I can say about Angie. I would just say talented. Okay, and how about mm-hmm. Brandy? Oh, I love Brandy. Yeah, she's very talented. So, love? Just had a, Brandy just had a couple of bad turns. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you another name, just one word when you think of them. Luther Vandross. Monster. Oh, now wait a love minute. Love Luther. We, wait a minute. We've yeah. got to elaborate on that monster. one. I don't mean monster. When I say monster, I mean talent-wise. Okay. He, just, he was just... Just a monster talent. Okay. And we Love talked Luther. About, okay. And we talked about Charday. Charday, genius. Michael Jackson. Genius. Uh, Eric Benet. Genius. Okay. He has her own thing. Yeah. You've actually worked with Richard Pryor as well, right? Yes, genius. Okay. Okay, Isaac Hayes. I'm, I'm, I'm working that word. Uh, I know, I know. Let's with, think of something a little different. Let's I go to Isaac Richard Hayes. on that album, That Nigga's Crazy. You were, oh, you worked with him on that album? I have that. I yeah, have that. that was at Stax Records, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the best that he's ever done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and Rufus Thomas, I'm going to ask you about him. Uh, Rufus. I would say uh, a a character. Okay. Do you think uh, that the music industry is still all about music or something else is driving uh, the industry, do you think? Bottom line, I still think it's about the the music, but um, whenever you have so many corporate hands involved in it, and the music industry is all corporate, companies now. Back when I first got started in the music industry, there was no major corporations involved at all. None. They just discovered how much money it was in it, and then they got involved. Yeah. How do you know? uh, Just what is it in your gut when you know you have an artist that's a star? 
since you're in the promotions business and marketing? Well, you know, I mean, you can tell about the music. I can listen to a, a track and tell that this is a record that will do well at a certain format of radio or a certain demographics. You know, I can hear a record and just know that this will work and this and this time for this particular record. Artist is a different thing. You know, the most compelling thing about an artist is humility and being humble. And that finding those types of artists nowadays is is like looking for water in the desert. Uh, you know, I matter of fact, that's the one thing that I really admired about Michael Jackson that he was just never satisfied with his art. I don't care how great he was or how good he was. He did never feel that way about himself, you know, or his music. Yeah. 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 Uh, did What I'm confused about a little bit, did artists back in the day, say with Stack Records, did they have like alternate personalities like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and Nicki Minaj has Roman? What, what's up no. with that? No. No artist I've ever worked with <laughs> had an alternate uh, uh, maybe Isaac Hayes was Black Moses or something yeah. of that name, but I think that was the name that, so, that uh, people gave him with the chains and things. Uh, but now I, I I don't know if it's something that is needed. You know, I'm sure all artists change personalities when they're performing. You know, it's like Michael. Michael's a different person on stage than he is than he was at home. Uh, do you mm-hmm. see music and art joining more? There, there's something going on with Drake uh, in the news where he's going to be um, his music uh, because they say he's very emotional and his music is going to be used uh, with art exhibits. Um, do you see music and art in that frame joining more? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I see that being something that will definitely, I mean, they're fusing those things nowadays anyway, and it's always really been that way. Um a lot of artists start fashions, start styles, you know, start um, looks and things of that nature. You know, everybody um, everybody copies Beyonce or Nicki Bernard or Rihanna. And they're trendsetters and art setters and they're fashion setters and in art. Yeah. I think it's kind of difficult for new artists uh, who may have their own sound if they're being asked by some of these record companies and all who do they kind of want to emulate i mean that's a question that was asked to a young artist and and they kept she kept saying she had her own sound she had her own sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she she wasn't picked up because of that kind of like your story about Chardet, how in europe they 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 celebrated her and knew she yeah, was amazing they celebrated her, and her yeah her difference yeah they did mm-hmm. and uh you know, she started in the fashion, and she was a model uh, before she was uh, before she was a singer. But I, it was just a creative. Uh, it's a creative. You know, I was talking to someone about this the other day that when I used to listen to the radio in the seventies or in the eighties, more in the seventies than the eighties, uh, is that you may hear any kind of thing. You may hear some slash stone. Uh, some, you know, George Clinton. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, Chaka Khan. Uh, so, and those all would, n- nobody sounded alike. 
Each name you just mentioned stirred something up inside of me differently. Absolutely, absolutely. And they're all, you know, they all had their own individual key mark and parts, parts and their own key sounds and things of that nature. And you, and I loved radio back then. Now, but I turn the radio on now. It sounds like I'm listening to one long Lil Wayne record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody sounds like Lil Wayne. Uh, young, a uh, young book, uh, you know, something like that. They all copying each other's sound. Yeah, we, we're going to have to come out of that. Well, yes, we're going to have to take another break for commercial, and we'll be right back with our guest, T.C. Tompkins. In the meantime, you'll find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose. Also, email us at Sharon at info if you have any questions. And go to IsisRoseCreations.com on the contact page and share with us your take on why we are here. And make sure you sign up to win a few gifts and prizes for being such a great listener. Stay tuned for the following announcement. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167. Or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Come on, baby. 
Hello, welcome back once again, and we were listening to the group Guy, uh, the song Groove Me, which is actually one of my favorite songs. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, and our extraordinary guest today, T.C. Tompkins. Welcome back, T.C. Thank you. Yeah, that's Wait. one of my favorite groups, too, New Jack Swain. <laughs> yeah. Teddy Riley had- and Guy. Beautiful. We have a few questions for you sent in to Sharon at info. Are you ready to answer a few questions from our listeners? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. The first question is from Gerard B., and he is from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Gerard wants to know where you see the music industry going. Who is your favorite artist or artists? Oh, my God. Everybody's going to be shocked when I tell them who one of my favorite artists is going to be. And I, I like Bruno. Love me some Bruno Mars. Uh, I like uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. I get it. And, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have them uh, on iTunes, all of them. And, 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 yeah. Uh, and to watch Bruno perform is unbelievable. Oh, I and, love And Bruno. Taylor. Yeah. And yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Of course, I love Beyonce, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and Jay-Z and Kanye. I think that, th- that Throne albums was one of the best hip-hop albums I'd heard in a long time, you know. Him and Jay Z. Does Does Bruno Mars remind you of Michael Jackson at all? Yes, he does a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he also wanted to know who was uh, someone great to work with. Well, I I enjoyed, like I said, my my most enjoyment to work with the artist I enjoyed working with the most was Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass, Charday. And Michael Jackson okay. and Teddy Riley. Okay. All right. So we have another question, and it's from Renetta J. Renetta is from New Bedford, uh, Massachusetts. She wants to know what advice you can give to a young artist, and what do you think of the chance um, of her becoming a star through YouTube and social media? YouTube only works if you're young. <laughs> okay. You've got to be a teener and cute. Uh, for for uh, YouTube to work, uh, you've got to have the looks and the music for YouTube. YouTube is a great tool for a certain age group and for a certain demographics. Uh, after a certain demographics, if you if you're going for the twenty and above crowd, YouTube is not the answer. Okay. Okay. Like- uh, and the only thing I can tell you about in developing is to spend your time on your craft more than your marketing and your look and your other things that they tell you your need. Spend your time on your craft, and your craft is music, is making music. Okay. Next question is from Frankie K. Frankie's from Riverside, California, and he wants to know if cutting an album is important still, or is it better to just come out with a single? Right now, uh, if you're an unestablished artist, I would not suggest doing an album. Okay, I would suggest doing a single or an EP, which is about four tracks, four to five tracks. Uh, it's you know it, you've just got so much competition now for the entertainment dollar, uh, and getting someone's attention, uh, it it takes you know if you can just get them to listen to your single and start liking your single, it takes time. It takes if you are a brand new artist with a brand new sound. 
and have all the backing you have and a hit record, it's still going to take a year and a half to two years uh, just to get some notoriety, unless you get real lucky and get on uh, American Idol or something of that nature. Okay. Okay, so the next question is from Peaches C. Peaches is from Waco, Texas. Peaches wants to know, what is some advice you can give an African-American who wants to break out into country music? Her background is R&B. R&B and country not that far apart because they both come from the blues, you know. (laughs) You know, uh, gospel and the blues is the basic of almost all music in the United States, even though nobody likes to say that, but that's the truth. Uh, you, if you are a black artist, you got a good story, and that's one thing I like about country music. They have a great storyline. They have great lyrics, and uh, if you got that, you you can't be singing about something simple unless it's funny. Okay, mm-hmm. on country at country music. Yeah, that's true. We have a question from Rosa. Rosa is from Brazil, and she wants to know if you have any tips on her music uh, to cross over from her country and have it recognized in the U.S. Yeah, called Tompkins Marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you for your information, but you might as well give it it out right now, and you can give it again. Well, yeah, well, I'm at TompkinsMarketing.com, and our number is 888-603-1999 or you can email us at info at com. Okay. One last question is from Katrina V. Katrina is from West Virginia and she wants to know um, why, well, she feels that love songs are no longer popular and she also wants to know will R&B ever come back? You know, I, now the second portion of the record of us all is I beg that R&B come back. Uh, yes, and uh, yes, love songs are still popular. So John Legend just had one of the biggest ones in the world. Uh, you know, love, I mean, if you're saying something, I mean, it's like anything in life. You get out of it what you put into it. If you write a beautiful love song, the world will accept it. Because trust me, I mean, all the hidden and the bling and everything else, when you come back down and sing a good, solid love song and confess your love, especially if it's a female or male artist confessing their love to the to their partner, it will run out the door. Matter of fact, ballads last a lot longer than dance records. They always do. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. Mm-hmm. TC, what is your take on why we are here? I'm looking for that purpose in life. I mean, I've been, I've, I've sometimes feel like I've lived a, lived a charm life. You know, I've been to Vietnam, served a year over there with the first Air Calf, then come back with a, with a scratch. Uh, I have two beautiful daughters, a grandson and a beautiful wife. Uh, I love what I do. You know, I try to do as much good as I possibly can to everybody that will accept it. You know, um, you can't make things happen. Uh, I, I've learned that. <laughs> that was a hard lesson to learn, that you have to uh, sometimes accept fate. Yeah. E- even in your voice, uh, TC, as you're talking, there's a resonance, there's a vibration, and, and it holds, when I listen to you, it holds all the stories of you and music. 
and um, like your artists, like the artists you've worked with. That's that's something that's uh, something that's even heard in your voice. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before. Well, you know, I you know a lot of the guys tell me I give great phone because uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I've had to work uh, talk to radio people and radio personalities my whole life. A lot of people think I have a radio voice, uh, but I. The confidence that you hear in my voice is because I, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. You know, a yes. lot of guys called me and asked my services about something, and they said, "Well, why can you be so uh, sure of your answer?" Because I, you know, I turn a lot of artists down, which I always makes me a bad guy, and in their eyesight. But I'd be trying to save them money, do them a favor. You know, and not damage my good name by trying to get my friends to play garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in love with the Matrix movies, and I have one main question that I ask everyone. Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Oh, I take the red pill. Okay. All right. Thank you, TC, so much for coming on Why We Are Here. And now for my final thought. My celebrated guest today, T.C. Tompkins, is a marketing CEO and music professional with over 40 years of outstanding accomplishments in the music business. From the development of many artists, such as Sade's first U.S. release, Diamond Life, to working with Luther Vandross, Teddy Riley, and Guy. Not to mention his undertaking of assisting in Michael Jackson's thriller to become the largest selling CD in music history. T.C. works his magic behind the scenes and can see into an artist's potentiality like no other. He is a staple in the music industry with a reputation and knowledge of the music business that has made a difference. Thank you, TC. We Thank all you, have Sharon, to- for having me. You're welcome. We all have to take a moment to pause in wonder and to pontificate on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. We are all a beautiful, intricate part of creation making life happen. Remember, the kingdom, queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth and lifted by Father Sky as you continue to walk side by side with the ancestors and angels. Until next time, please keep me in your heart, and I promise to always keep you in mine. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, empowerment coach, healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. Now let's go out with more of the song Thriller by the amazing, great king of pop, Michael Jackson. Yeah.
close at hand, creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. I'm gonna do it Stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.